just not care about anything. Your mom could drop you off at like one one p.m. You could say, "Pick me up after the last movie, mom." You could go to the mall, get kicked out three times, steal one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> worth of clothes you'll never fucking wear. <laughs> And what is up? It is White Trash Donnie, and welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate. As you can tell, I am back home in Orlando in the warm weather. Uh, we were up in Virginia, and the last day in Virginia, we had snow. Yeah, I am glad to be back in the Sunshine State, where it is warm and uh, kind of overcast today, but I'll take it. Uh, so what's up, Nick H? Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have Forever Came Calling today. If you know who they are, you should be ecstatic. Let's go. Give them you know, a round of applause. If you don't know who they are, well, you're missing out. Or what have you been doing with your life, all right? So we are celebrating 10 years of Contender. Yes, I said 10 years. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we were talking about some rat tails backstage with uh, Joe. So let's bring them on and uh, get started. What's up, everybody? So this is Forever Came Calling. How's it going? Howdy, howdy. How are we doing? So, yeah, we were talking about Joe's luscious locks and, uh, <laughs> you know, if he was going to do, what was the braid there, uh, Cody? He had a sort of Padawan braid from uh, uh, the prequel Wars. Star Wars trilogy, you know, the little uh, uh, single thread braid. Uh, he had that for a year or so. Yeah, that um, right. That was when we followed Warp Tour the first time. I was like rocking that. Most people just thought I'd look like a clown and I ha I'd have to explain it to people. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they would get it, but they'd slowly be like, ah. Yeah. The funny thing was, is like, this was not near any sort of like Star Wars release. This would have been five, six years after like the, the last Star Wars release. So it wasn't topical. It was, it was deep yeah. cut. It was a deep yeah. cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it took a moment to realize what was going on. That's kind of what made it, that's what made it cool. It was definitely like a, a decision, right? Like, um, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, quirky or like weird, but that quirkiness is like pretty easy to fall into. It's like, oh, you know, my hair is like a little messy and I don't shave a ton. Um, but like, that's not that bizarre. But you picking a like fictional hairstyle or a real hairstyle, but like from a fictional movie that came out like five years before, um, it's certainly like weirder than like, oh, I play in a band. I'm a little scruffy. Uh that's dope though. I'm just, now I'm going Robin Williams and what dreams may come. That's the next. Uh, I'm just gonna cut a dad haircut and that's it. So if if you do cut it, you, a you got to do a rat tail or b a skullet. A skullet. So that's where like so I have a mullet. Okay. Yeah. So a skullet is where you shave the top, kind of like here, like a, a a reverse bow cut, and then it's like the crusty the clown haircut kind of thing. Damn, okay. that's the skullet. So skullet, just go go the skullet. Right. Honestly, that that seems like that's the direction this this has to end. Right. It's just only hair here. Like your family's got like I think good thick hair into into their old age. Your gramps used to live down the street, I think, and I don't remember. I think you solid solid head of hair. So you're in good shape, man. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm starting to thin up top a little bit, but you know, same thing. My uh, my grandpa had a full head of hair um, up until his 80s. It was gray as hell, as you can tell. It's genetics, but uh, I started going gray at 16. So, oh. yeah, welcome to my life. Everyone thinks I'm 30 years older than I really am, but uh, sometimes yeah. you, just, you go. Gray. I'm starting to go. Got a couple of 
Shiners here. I think I'm going to go white on the side, which I'm excited about, which is weird to say because, you know, I thought I'd want to be young forever. Now I'm kind of yeah. like, I don't know, salt and pepper is cool. Like, yeah, right. That's the, the, the new style now. So, yeah. So, yeah, we got uh, some huge events coming up for you guys. So, we're like I said, we're celebrating 10 years of Contender. Front Porch Sunrise, obviously my favorite song. If you haven't told, uh, if you couldn't tell by my IG, that's the only song that I put on there. Um, but, yeah, 10 years. How does that feel? 10 years of Contender. And uh, you got started, um, you know, with Warp Tour era and, and things like that. So, now we don't have Warp Tour, which sucks. But, um, you know, so kind of run us through that. 10 years it's been crazy um i think like when we started getting close to that 10 year mark things you know it was like oh like this will be a new era if you know i think that for a little while the band really did kind of stood in a weird ambiguous area of whether or not there'd be more stuff going on moving forward um <clears throat> but i think once those conversations naturally got to like a healthy place um you start staring at a decade and you're like, what happened? Like, I'm not the same person I was when I was 25. Um, but I think what I really appreciate about contender is um, it seems like I definitely wrote that record at 23 and like had never seen any or done really anything. And it's cool to like, listen back to that and see, you know, like understand where I was when I was writing that, how angry and like, just, you know, like, desperate i was for anybody to care at all um and it's really cool to see that like 10 years later that spoke to people i think like that was surprising to me because when you write a record i never thought in 10 years i'm gonna need to like bring this back up or this would be a conversation piece at all i just thought it would be in a line of things that you know just happened um so i think the community that like has been built around that record has been really cool because I think that records for a lot of like, you know, like the downtrodden, like underdog kind of stuff. I think that the idea of contender itself was always like, I'm not saying like, like just, he could have been a contender, that whole idea, you know, it's, is that, was that a puppy or a cat, Cody? It was my dog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Biscuit just came in from Milwaukee. saw my mother-in-law briefly as well. Uh, but yeah, Biscuit roaming around probably uh, won't be the last time you see her, but yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but I think that the, Jameson will probably come say hi at some point. ADHD. Anyway, back on topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that the community that was built around it, I think um, the more that people talk to, like the people will reach out. I think that's something that I've always been shocked about is pointedly that record, people reaching out. Um, you know, a lot of people have that. Like, I think if there's a band tattoo, I think – Oddly, it became that album art. We've seen that quite a few times, which is really cool because I love the album art. I love the colors. I love all that. Um, so I'm just appreciative that we're able to do this at all, like, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, that album was hugely successful, um, as well as the the follow-up album in 2014, What Matters Most. Um, you know, so two banging albums, two, uh, you know, huge success on both albums. Uh, and then you had some singles in 2018, 2019. Uh pre-pandemic so obviously uh pandemic kind of shut everything down um you toured what about three years ago so um you have the tour coming up so um i'll pull that up if i can pull figure out how to do this on my banner all right so uh, here we have the 10 years of contender tour um starting in uh september um and going through october and even cooler than that in may you're going to be playing on sunday 
with Black Bear, the main state champs, Mod Sun set it off at the <laughs> So What Festival in Texas. That's huge. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so walk us through the process that, you know, it's been a couple of years since you've toured, um, getting the jitters out. Uh, what's it like getting ready to play in front of hundreds of thousands of people at the, so what festival, and then going on your own tour shortly after. So, so, um, I think it's, it's been cool. Um, just like, a so the band, we did put out two records and an EP and, um, we were road dogs for a long time. Um, so when uh, I stepped away from touring full time, my mom had an accident. So home life was just much more important, to be completely honest. Um, so I think when that happened, I had made the decision that like the band would become not auxiliary, but it just wasn't the focus anymore. So I think when, you know, we start talking about 10 years of contender, if that would be a thing. So what music Mike Zemer has always been a huge ally an advocate for the band um and so when so what got brought up it was just like okay we thought this thing was over and now you know the first show back is going to be this really insanely awesome festival uh to be honest i want to throw up thinking about it it's just <laughs> like you know i've been such like i'm from a small town so i'm very much like small town joe right now so like to think about something like that is so exciting but also like I'm afraid I'm going to trip on stage. Like I'm having like straight up like, flashbacks to my first shows of being like, all right, uh, you know, what do I wear? Um, so I'm, but I'm really excited. Like state champs. Uh, we did a few tours with them. Um, I've stayed in contact with some of those guys and I'm excited to get back to see them and, you know, watch them do their thing. I think that's an incredible band that has been hugely successful and they're putting out a new record, which is really dope um black bear to be honest i fucking love i think that dude is so talented um i'm probably gonna get hated on for that but i like what <laughs> i like uh i also like two chains is going on like so this chains is, yeah our the headliner for our night you know rubbing elbows with taiga backstage the 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 world is our oyster um yeah. it is kind of it is kind of nuts though i'm in a in the same boat where i've like been a homebody uh like I, I think I see a, a friend like once every couple months for 45 minutes. And then, you know, I do that again in three or four months. Uh, so to just sort of like be thrown in the deep end of the pool with a huge festival for show back. Um, we were talking backstage, like we uh, we're all busy. We're all adults now living in different places. So like practice and rehearsals is sort of like, you know, everyone's putting in the legwork of, individually but i you know the the band will sort of like practice and rehearse for the first time and we're going to be like in the 30 day mark um so it's wild it's wild um but it's it's, it's exciting you know it's exciting unless it goes terribly and, and then it's just not that good but um <laughs> if it goes terribly know, wrong we just don't talk about it ever. right yep. you know forget about that show. we didn't play that you start disappearing um you know yeah yeah and and i think contender um so cody cody was in like the first incarnation of uh, that's the right word of the band um and so i want to dig into like our myspace era pictures of uh of that dude cody went to college um has a very successful career beautiful family and this is going to be cody's first outing back with us in what 13 years yeah it's been a little like, while like you guys uh, cut hope passion probably six months after i dipped 
um the band was doing like really really well uh, i was like a senior in high school joe was a couple of years older regionally doing like pretty well joe was keeping me out to like 4 a.m on school nights and stuff like three <laughs> nights out of the week my parents were just like cooked off the face of the earth uh and yeah, then, yeah, like what is going they, on they were they were it's i mean like you know they parents. sort of they like, allowed it, yeah they allowed it to to occur because they knew that it was like something kind of special and unique and unexpected but like they were aware that it was super weird that a 17 year old kid would disappear for you know 18 hours at a time and like go to school and then disappear again and um so yeah i wasn't i didn't i didn't play on contender or what's matter or what matters most like but um i love those those albums uh you know always really proud of the the band but uh you know, to see, I think with those two albums, one of the coolest things that can happen is like when you realize that, you know, the threshold for like, oh, my friend is like pretty good at something, right? But like he's a friend, so they get the benefit of the doubt. And you just become aware that like, you know, your friends are like objectively world class good at, at something is like a surreal and um, powerful experience. So uh, those albums mean a lot to me. Like, spotify tells me once a year that they're like you know even prior to uh this run back like you know my most listened to music so have the opportunity to play through like music with my friends that like means a lot to me uh huge privilege uh big responsibility uh the sort of like you know seeing the fan engagement around like the tour news and so what uh and and like seeing these people that you've never met or talked to uh you know share this love of, of this music like you know just sort of like passively through their lives it's just something they like, like carry with them their life goes on they're living their lives they're you know having these experiences and changing um and then you know there are these like little three and a half minute songs that like for a decade they just sort of like carry around with them and it's like a surreal and moving moving thing to be part of it's nuts and also to to uh like I said, like when I when I came home from the last tour, I was pretty much done with it. Um, and Cody is one someone who's throughout the entire career of the band, even at, like in the band after he left, he was always someone that was super supportive. And I shared this with him, but I haven't really told anybody else this. A lot of the reason that like I stepped back into like being open to like doing this whole thing and like getting excited about it was that Cody would just like randomly text me things like, hey, dude, like not like not some bullshit friend thing like this really mattered to me. Like, I think you did something special here and not like driving at anything, just very much being like, <clears throat> I think, you know, I don't want to speak for Cody, but honest about how he felt about a piece of music. And I think that that really inspired me to like re reassess where I was at with it all. You know, my mom, uh, passed last year. So that made a lot of things, a lot of conversations, not easier, but it was like, okay, like I, you know, I don't have to be home the way that I had to be home before. Um, and so I think like Cody, when it came to like figuring out who's going to play second guitar, Cody was just like, there was, it was a no brainer. It's like, this is someone that like, I was nervous because he is a family man. Um, and I was like, dude, I don't want to like stress you out, but like we could do this really cool softball league and it's just a band. Like we just like kick ass and do this thing together. And Cody was since that moment has been like a huge, huge facilitator and like initiator and like really treating 
I think this era with respect and like making in a, in the best way possible, I think making sure that like, I understand what we're doing because I think that like, it's very easy when you create something to like disconnect from it and, and almost treat it like, like I have a lot of problems with like self-love. I've, I've got come a long way with it, but anything that I do, I automatically think is a little bit subpar. Um, and Cody's just been a big, a big uh, support system that like reminds me that like, like be kind to you, you know? So it's really cool. I, I, I'm very appreciative of him. I don't, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah the timing, go ahead. The timing is kind of nuts. Like I uh, had, my family had some health issues like in the last eight months. And if the, the timing wasn't sort of like this exactly right now, right? Like if so, what happened three weeks, four weeks sooner, it actually would have been like an impossibility, which would have meant the subsequent things probably wouldn't have made sense. Cause it like doing a, a shuffle and then shuffling me and afterwards wouldn't have make, make made any sense. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's really dope. Um, just at this period in my life where, you know, yeah, it's like uh, a fantasy LARP vacation for me. But at the same time, like there's a ton of uh, like, you know, this is music that means something to people. And it's also music that I like wasn't a direct participant in the creation of. So I feel like I have like a, you know, I'm a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, like a shepherd. It's my responsibility to like sort of like take care of this thing that like, you know, uh, other other people work really hard on and means a lot to people. And also like, uh, it gives me an excuse to nerd out in gear and we're doing a bunch of like live sound stuff. That's really cool. Joe has a ton of big ideas about like visuals. I think the, you know, the sort of like nice thing about contender about the legwork, the, the, that sort of like initial and most important creative work being done is that, you know, you get to revisit it now with like different resources, uh, uh, you know, contender on the heels of contender, like Joe and the crew are just like on the road and like, um, just killing it. But they like, just needed to be 100% focused on like being on the road and supporting that album and then writing the next album and then doing it again. Um, and then, so you have this like pre-existing work where you can just be sort of like iterative in the, the ways that like you've kind of, you know, always wanted to be so it's, it's just like it's it's very dope um and the timing just feels like great just feels great so it's like the stars aligned and it's like reunion time you know, straight up um you know so you're playing the so what fest and you know and then you, you mentioned myspace and uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're all making ourselves uh older Sean R. talking about myspace but uh i remember you could put like your top favorite what was a favorite five bands or eight, five eight, artists or whatever? Eight. Eight. Yeah. And, and man, I wish we still had MySpace. It was such a good idea. It was a little bit cooler than Facebook, but if they could intertwine like Facebook with some MySpace, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah. Uh, and that was back in the days of warp tour. You guys played warp tour, things like that. And yeah. yeah so, I mean, it's crazy to think, um, you know, the huge success that you have, have had, and you're going to have in the future um, that you're going to be at the, so what fest, like you said, rubbing arms with, Tyga and and all these huge bands and this is you know various stages various you know genres um so i mean you guys are just going to be thrown in the the limelight and going to rock it out i have faith in you, um, I'm, you know. I, th I think i think we're going to do great honestly and i think that it's just going to be a, a cool a cool weekend to reconnect with our youth or my youth like i'm 
35, I guess. I'm not totally old yet, but I'm there. Um, I, I also think, like, I'm excited for the tour because Cody, the last time he toured with us, we were playing to two people. <laughs> if that. And two of them, we brought both of them. Like, they, you know, so um, this tour, I think, is going to be really cool. The rooms that we selected were small um, because I think, we like, FCC, especially contender, like that's a punk record to me. And like, I want to do like, you know, I want, I want to get back into that. I, yeah, Lifetime was like one of my all time favorite bands. Uh, Saves the day up until that weirdo stuff was one of my favorite bands. Um, and like, you know, those shows, like I remember seeing Lifetime in 2007 at Chain. And that was just such a great moment in my life. And I would love like, so that being said, this contender tour, you know, I want to try to recreate some of those, uh, some, some of those glory days moments. Absolutely. So, uh, with emo pop punk, obviously it's coming back. Uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a super popular genre again. Um, not that it wasn't ever, you know, it kind of went away, but, um, you know, like with MGK and, you know, certain bands bringing it to the forefront. Um, can we expect anything from FCC in the future or are we just kind of doing a reunion tour and, uh, see how that goes? I, th I think honestly, um, I, we, we want to do one more record. I think that's, and then, and then that's not, that doesn't mean it's one more record and we break up. I think that this has got us to one more record and then we get to that record and we reassess where we're all at. And I think that the conversations Cody and I have had, um, I think that we FCC got really blessed to fall in this weird space of being successful but never really making like it never became the the main monetary like value in any of our lives. It was like something that got to a place to where it would help make life easier, but it wasn't, we weren't in it for money. Right. That being said, um, we were never afforded the weird opportunity where we had to create to create money. So all the records we've done um, have always, I think, come from some place of honesty. Retro Future, if I'm being completely honest, is not my favorite release of the bands, um, and I don't want the that to, that that to be the bookend of FCC. So, with uh, with the new record, I definitely have something like to prove to myself, which feels good because I think that um, all of the best moments I've ever written in songs were when I just wrote them because I thought it was cool. And I, I'm excited to uh, take that mindset into a record beforehand and not feel pressure from anyone but myself to be the best that we can be. Absolutely. I think that there's a big opportunity now, too, with, like, the way sort of people engage with music and, like, online communities. You know, being a band is a, a little bit more abstract than maybe it was, certainly when Contender was released. Um, but... You know, we all live in like different cities, but it, it doesn't feel like you need to be in the same rehearsal space anymore to like qualify as a band or or like be creative or contributing to to making something. And I think getting to sort of participate in that is going to be a lot of fun and, and different and challenging. Joe whipped up some some like secret heat that he he shared and or that he had like he had in the sort of like the uh the chamber right before he asked me to, to play this run of shows. And like, you know, I was like, damn, man, this guy's, this guy still got it. Right. Like, you know, um, and I think like getting some people to sort of like 
you know, uh, make a tweak here or turn a wrench there on like some of these ideas. Um, it would be a shame if like that wasn't shared more, more widely. And I'd, I'd agree. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, obviously computers and things have made life so much easier for us. And, you know, back then we had MySpace, we really didn't have Spotify and, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, who knows, uh, this, this will be the first time Contender hits Spotify. Like, um, we're going to re-release Contender. I probably didn't even – I just said that. Um, X is like – Yeah, know. X just lost it. He just said, yeah. why do I even do this? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm just going to continue the thought. This will be the first time – the first time either of our LPs uh, hit Spotify as new releases. I mean, okay. you know um, – what matters most was like kind of our Spotify record, but Spotify was in beta testing that entire year. And I think uh, that's 2014. And uh, when what matters most came out and it got added to Spotify in the summer of 2015. So, you know, it, I'm, I'm interested to see what those records do as new releases because uh, they haven't really had, they still stream very strongly and they've never really been a platform release. So I'm excited to see, see what happens there um i'm also excited to put out a record you know i like this spotify world is so exciting and new um that i i'm excited to like learn about it and kind of figure out where where fcc exists in that space and i think that's where cody is really great to be honest cody's 100 been a huge asset as far as like understanding the online space completely yeah, yeah i'm a nerd yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not too tech savvy. I, I know the basics, but um, yeah, I mean, even Spotify now with, you know, without the, you know, the whole hoorah or releases or anything like that, there's songs that you have over a million listens, you know, a million plays on, um, you know, so even without, you know, the promotional or anything like that, I mean, you guys have been a huge success just on Spotify alone with some of those songs over a million plays and, uh, yeah, Justin, uh, we're streaming live on uh, Twitch and YouTube. If I didn't tell you, I think I did. But Ooh, I'll um, post that from the. I'm, I'm gonna post that right now. Um, Lime, uh, LimeWire was the shit. Uh, I forget LimeWire. I, I, I Lime rings a bell, yeah. but Cody, what's your joke about uh, LimeWire? Just oh. uh, did you ever download, you know, uh, Blink182.exe and like brick the family computer? That's a that's like a shared experience by like sort of a two or three year like very specific uh uh you know group of millennials like uh you either caught that wave or you didn't but yeah you know wild west uh um, in the family computer straight yeah, up I compact think. just like instantly in the trash your dad is so fucking mad he's got a bunch of reports <laughs> on there um you straight up yeah. unplug it and steal the power cord for two yep. weeks and hope yep. that no one finds out. <laughs> yep. Dude, I used to I used to uh we had a CD burner which put us in this sort of like uh elite social strata in straight junior up. high, right? Like the, the the world was at your fingertips. Um and I would like sneak down at like two in the morning and then download like whatever heaters you know so and so wanted burnt to a cd like five or six at a you know time um burn the cd have to uninstall limewire like delete the, the files and then like scoot away and i got caught like three or four times man um and then yeah now now people just like go and click spotify and have right. the entire 
you know, uh, uh, archive of, you know, music released from like 1900 onward, just different lives, man, different lives. Yeah. And you, you know, you take them to school and sling them for like three bucks. Like, Hey, I got this CD, you know, you you know, some candy money, but, um, yeah, the crazy old days. But uh, I remember riding the school bus with a Walkman, and this is when the Sony Walkman, the little round disc player that was supposed to be anti-skip. That was, yeah, that thing used to skip more than anything. So, oh, anti- oh yeah, yeah, that's a fart. That's the that's the yeah. biggest grip of all time, man. Anti-skip. You like, knew it was skipping. Right. Anti-skip technology. Was fake. That, that wasn't even real. It's like, like the CD player didn't acknowledge like any skipping technology you sort of knew that it was more reliable than the ones that were like, yo, I don't skip. Not a <laughs> yeah, man. CDs were, yep. CDs yeah. were, were nuts. And we lived the back roads out in the, you know, dirt roads. So every, every, there were so many bumps and, and potholes that it'd be like, boom, boom. Like I you couldn't even listen to a CD, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, the good old days, that takes me back. Uh, so I see uh, Joe, you collect, uh, you got some collectibles back there. What do you collect? Oh, dude. Um, that's like my, like straight up the hobby. It's not even, it's unhealthy. Um, I collect right now, Marvel legends, X-Men, NECA Ninja Turtles. Uh, they did like a cool cartoon line, uh, which is. Well, that one's, this is like what I'm very into right now. Oh, nice. Okay. Which is, um, NECA did a cool, like, re-up i'm just very uh into like nostalgia stuff um so yeah i do a lot of neca which is a big one super seven which is behind me here um and then anything that has a cool old school looking card i am super into yeah i um i lucked out uh as you see here um i was antique shopping and i found a 1961 grundig uh so I was pretty excited. I got that, and I'm big into vinyls, cassettes, you know, kind of the old school nostalgia, NES games. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, some old school stuff, kind of like you. Any Cody, do you collect anything? Or I'm a big, like, gear fiend in the, the music world. I'm not a huge collector of things, but I'm, like, pretty pretty nerdy uh, uh, gamer. I work at Twitch, uh, uh, so I've been doing gaming stuff, like, as a career most of my life. So, like, pretty, pretty nerdy. Never been into, like, physical collectible so much but like definitely been like a fiend in online games for like rare things and um yeah so the the big money sink for the last like two years has been just getting asinine the gear that uh i have for the most part almost no need for um uh but getting it anyway which is really dope when your old friend calls you up and says hey do you want to play a bunch of shows with my band um so I, I guess it all worked out, but yeah, like my, my big vice is like, you know, pedals. There's a bunch of modelers over there. That's like three guitars. Um, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. My wife is not, not over the moon with, with my spending habits, uh, <laughs> as it pertains to music, but Cody you know, have- chat with like things I don't even completely understand, but, uh, Austin, who's, who's also playing with us is equally a gear nerd so they will have huge conversations that i'm like i'll what just like about? it i'll just like it because i don't even know what like i don't even know how to interject myself in that conversation because i'm like yeah mm-hmm. 
when Austin and I started like chopping it up, I listen, I had faith. I was like, yo, if a friend of Joe's, I trust his judgment and taste in, in people like, you know, it'll be fine. Like wasn't concerned that I wasn't going to like click anyone, but then the gear snobbery and sort of like weird, no one really needs to know this level of detail about these products uh, that Austin has that like, met my energy oh man i was smitten you like, guys are, you guys are gonna get along so well romance he's a girl dad too his his little girl's like a couple years older it's like yeah we haven't met in person we've you know just been chatting via this group text but the the bromance man. has started oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but um yeah so what about uh you know your tech savvy and things like that what about nfts do you collect any N- nfts or are you big into the nft world no so i've like i've dodged crypto i did like some speculative crypto trading like a couple years ago just like in and out i'm not a um uh but it was like largely just like a hey making some money would be cool less so like a you know uh I'm I'm sort of like buying into the the tech or vision. I have a, a really good I have a couple of really good friends whose like life is now solely like, you know, crypto. Um uh so now dodged dodged NFTs have done like some sort of like passive trading of like, you know, blue chip uh cryptocurrencies when it's like kind of a wave and I think I can make a little money. But no. Um and I was kind of like kick myself in the ass about that because like because I was a nerd, I knew about like Bitcoin like in 2013 or something. And I was like, Ugh, I don't I don't know. Like, you know, this is kind of weird. It's like ten dollars right now. And the sort of who knows? Uh, and, you know, that would have been like made for life money if I dropped like fifty dollars on it. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it dropped like fifty dollars on it. Yeah, Dude, I have like a crazy, 40, right now, crazy so. crypto story though. Um, on like a friend's podcast, like the uh, moons and moons ago, like I had a buddy that I went to college with. He ran this thing called like Dogecoin Tipbot, which was like in two thousand. I don't know the first like couple years of Dogecoin anyway, like the biggest sort of like wallet for Dogecoin. Um, and that was when it was worth like pennies pre like elon musk you know like truly just pumping that like out of his mind uh and i did like some backwards math on it he ended up like he wasn't solvent he was like sort of like you know kind of trading people's money around and just hoping there wouldn't be like a mass withdrawal situation at any given time anyway so he ends up like sort of like going under uh almost gets sued but like it's you know it's tens of thousands of dollars worth of money at the time And like he would have been legitimately like clear north of a half million dollars uh, or north of a half billion dollars. Like if the sort of like money when like it all went away, like he had kept and sort of like the, the, you know, the value increased the exact same. Right. So there's like a lot of what ifs, you know, okay, what if you vault the cash that he had to liquidate to, clear off debts etc but like he legitimately would have been like 500 million plus like the internet is nuts like the world is nuts right yeah i i dabbled in it a little bit but i'm just like i, I don't know enough about it to really put uh, you know too much into it but i know uh yeah uh bitcoin is like forty thousand now so if you <laughs> you know if you bought it when it was two dollars yeah i mean 
you know, you're making a pretty penny, but, um, there's this like a couple of esports memes. So like in 2010 or 11, there was like this little small baby Starcraft tournament where like fourth through eighth place got like 25 Bitcoin when it was worth like, you know, a dollar. Uh, and then first place was like 400 bucks. Right. And those, you know, those folks now that would have been a few hundred grand. Um, and then there's like a meme where it's like a tweet, the screenshotted from like 2011 or 12, where someone's like, Bitcoin is back at 50 cents. Glad I didn't buy in on that mess. Like that's actually one of my close friends. And that's like a super widely shared meme in the crypto world. Cause you know, obviously it's thousandth X, uh, that now. So it's tough, man. It's tough. Sometimes not knowing is better. Like just not knowing yeah. how close you were to <laughs> right. like, accidentally being wildly wealthy. If you sort of like flippantly made another decision, like, yeah, you know, you throw two bucks on some of this stuff on like a lark in 2012 or 13 and check in years later and you're just golden, man. Right. You're like, Oh, I got a couple mil. All right. You know? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Um, yeah, I, and there was this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was a, it's an NFT that just sold for like 2.1 million, and then they like it was worth zero or something. I don't know, some crazy story. And the, then the, that- NFT, the NFT stuff is so so interesting to me um, because I think uh, there's a, this this young kid Prentice who's insanely talented that I like a lot, and he just did a release, a digital release party like for lack of what I can't remember exactly what it was called. And I went to it and all I could think about is <clears throat> um, I'm a big Fortnite guy, which is not cool. People don't like, I love the game, but what Fortnite makes me think of, and I promise this will all make sense is it's that idea of skins. Like what's an NFT, but a skin, like in some ways you're paying for this digital thing to be like who you want to be. And I think that playing Fortnite made me realize that we will eventually move into an online space in which like people might just hang out there. And like, it would be pretty, uh, I think some black mirror esque shit could happen very, very rapidly. Um, going to the release, the digital release party made me realize that because I went into it as a hater. Like I'm supporting this artist cause I'm supporting him, but this is going to be whack. I left there being like, that was pretty fucking fun. You know what I mean? Like it. And so, NFTs, I know that they get a lot of hate, but I think it's exciting because, um, you know, there's always like new frontiers can always be exciting. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of error and there's going to be a lot of pitfalls, but it's always exciting when uh, there's a new player on the field. We had one of our senior music people uh, who's like pretty widely respected in music across the board. She was like one of the uh, original uh curators at spotify before like coming to twitch and she left to do like uh web 3.0 and sort of like you know crypto and music adjacent stuff and i have she's she doesn't miss right so i i I agree with joe i think it's tough to sort of like break through the noise because there's so many like griffs and like clowns who are tend to be louder than the smart people but i've like seen enough people that i like genuinely believe are intelligent people sort of like placing measured um but consequential bets about like their livelihood or the trajectory of their lives in this space so it's like uh 
I have no reason to doubt that they're wrong. It's just like, I think yeah, it's so much legwork, just like getting through like the hustlers and the pump and dumps and, and like the forgeries and the thievery. Um, but like, I think like the, the folks that do figure it out are like gonna certainly reap the benefit of figuring it out before anyone else does and sort of like, a, Oh wow, they figured it out way. And then, you know, like hopefully that that's a, a meaningful change for musicians and artists right like got to be more to all this and like hey i'm gonna trade a company you know one third of my life uh so i can continue to eat there's got to be like you know a way you can sort of like reorganize how uh this all all works because if, if you think about like the way you sort of like participate in like what's normal and how money is normally made in these communities that's actually kind of weird that's like kind of bizarre it's like okay i'm gonna trade my creativity for a loan uh and uh i will have enough side hustles that i will be able to pay that loan back uh while my creativity is like yours pretty much for forever um i don't know man so like trading jpegs for some cash is like actually not that silly when you think about it compared in that way like it's not I mean, any yeah, like art is, you know, I mean, art is especially music pointedly right now. There's not a lot of ways to make, you know, to to be just a musician is there's, you know, a lot of things have to move in your favor. Merch, touring at one time. Whoa. What is yeah, up? I didn't know I was going to get added like that. Boom. You're in. What's up? I didn't mean to interrupt. I was trying to watch. <laughs> This is Noah. He he's drumming. He's drumming with us. He's a uh, bro. The stash looks great. I'm like the Thank only you, stashless guy in uh, <laughs> Japan. Man. Looks good. It's time to stash I'm, it I'm up. Out. Yeah, yeah, get a, get a curl up. in. And, yeah, oh, Cody, awesome. everyone's got to have a mustache. <laughs> I know. I know. I could do it. I I just shaved, and I actually was joking with the wife. I was like, "Yo, maybe I should just have a mustache for just to feel something." But uh, it's apparently, you know, it's in the air. Just to feel something, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like the, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the world. I don't want to say the world, but um, you know, like you were saying, you know, work to you know, you're working, you're giving away, you know, so much of your life. I think the, you know, the general consensus is everyone is trying to move away from that and, and create their own kind of lifestyle where they can live and and do what they want. You know, so like schoolies, van life. Um, you know, all that is kind of making a huge. Uh, you know, not a comeback because it never really was a thing. I mean, maybe when you're in the hippie era, but, you know, people are living in vans and, and just traveling and, and, you know, there's so many ways to make money now, photography or, you know, just things like that. So when I was up at um, uh, the farm in Virginia, uh, I went to Damascus Brewery, which is uh, right on, off the Appalachian Trail. And, uh, you know, a lot of hikers come in, have a beer and, you know, kind of warm up, you know, use the bathroom, whatever. And, you know, I was talking with them and they're like, yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we hike in, in van life for six months out of the year. And then we, uh, you know, we pick up like a temporary job, you know, wait, you know, as a waiter or waitress, you know, making, you know, for six months out of the year. And then we travel for six months out of the year. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty dope idea. Like just, you know, working and traveling and they're like, you know, their whole life's in a backpack and they're, and they're, they're like, I'm so much more content with this than what I had before. So I don't know if I could go down just to a backpack, but um, it was kind of cool to see their perspective, you know, hiking, you know, they were hiking two months already and they had four more months to go, um, you know, to finish the trail. So, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely unique to see how the world is evolving now and kind of, I don't want to say shunning the, um, what we've grown up with or what we are, you know, kind of told or taught. Um, but it's kind of going in a different direction, which is, it's cool to see, you know, in the NFTs and, you know, all that kind of ties in together. Um, so yeah, Noni, welcome in. Uh, you are the drummer. So, uh, we were just finishing up, uh, you know, talking about some NFTs and stuff like that. Um, so you're the drummer. Tell us a little bit about you and, uh, that gorgeous stash and those, uh, luscious curls. I just saw the link and I was like, "Oh, let me see what they're talking about." I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I think I, I probably tweeted the wrong link. I'm pretty sure. Dang, uh, you tweet the, the like join. links joined? Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Dude, X is X is gonna uh, like X hates me. X you're you're 100 getting grounded, man. You <laughs> yeah, tweet I'm... the the join show link from the Twitter. Leak yep. uh, leak uh some some record I, I messed up, like, so I'll put Noah on the spot. So I'll catch you up, Noah. Uh, he did the Retro Future tour with us. Um, he's been drumming since you were how old, Noah? Fourteen. And uh, he's yeah, fourteen. He, he just is someone who came into the fold and like, um, he came to the fold and has one hundred percent been one of the best musicians I've ever played with. On top of that, he's also a great dude we are we've bonded heavily over toys to be honest uh and then um the funniest joke that i think i've ever heard in my life is uh no i hope you don't hate me for sharing this but when you called your mom and asked her where pee comes from pee comes from the balls <laughs> this day he said his mama i still think about that parking lot and that memory and i like die that was like one of the funniest things. Um, but yeah, Noah is from, uh, from, uh, what's the Arizona, the small town. And now I can't, I'm from Arizona. Up. I'm just from Arizona, Arizona. So <laughs> it's been really cool. Um, yeah, Noah's just been a great, great, a, just a great person to everyone that I've seen him introduced to. And also he's an incredible drummer. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, he's really, really excited to have him. So uh, we got to set Joe straight. Uh, this is from Luke. Uh, fucking Joe needs to step things up. I just found out about this. I'll whoop his ass if I have to. Uh, so there's a little bit of hate out there, Joe. Um, you know, uh, just, just letting you know. But uh, yeah, so um, and and has Noni played with the band previously, or is he? Uh, you know, how did that come about? So we we had a friend in common, um, and we were looking for a drummer, and that made the link and what we just started texting. Right. And then you came up to 29 for one session. And then we like, we we're like, okay, this is like, there, there's something here. And then you came back up like after kind of spending some time with the songs. And then I think the first one we, we all felt like, like I felt like I sucked that day. John was like, yo, I'm not like, you know, like everybody was just kind of like, there's something here, but like, we're not, there yet and then noah went home for like two weeks and came back and just crushed everything and so it was like yeah this this guy's fucking real um dude i was so nervous too that first like day we got together because i was like 18 like driving by myself to california and i was like oh shit like i don't fucking know these people i was like what if they murder me yeah, I'm like, yo, true. it's this band. I'm going with this band. So, like, you know, I'm missing 
It's for every sharing your location. <laughs> like, hey, mom. <laughs> this is before Joshua Tree was cool. So it was like, I'm going to the middle yeah. of the desert to maybe die, mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll take our chances. We'll figure it out, you know, when we get there. But, uh... yeah, we'll see <laughs> but it was, yeah. yeah, it was. And then, um, yeah, and then we figured out Noah is. We're exactly 10 years apart, right? Something like, didn't we figure that out? I don't know. How old are you? No, I'm old. I'm, so I'm 35 now. You're, tw- no, you're only 23. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be 25 this year. Okay. Yeah. So what was, they don't about? make us feel old. All right. Back yeah, to the, y'all are old. That's not my problem. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> the, the funny thing that, um, Noah highlighted to me was Power Rangers, right? I, would go around collecting Power Rangers, and I'm a Mighty Morphin guy. That's the only Power Rangers for me. And Noah is the first person in my life to be like, what are you talking about? It's Power Rangers in space, dog. And I was like, what? And then I realized, like, oh, God, Power Rangers, like, depending on when you're born, like, you have your Rangers. And Dude, I'm I'm the, in the same boat. I In a couple years ago, for whatever reason, I just thought the show ended, right? Like, you know, it's a very sort of, like, american like uh my worldview like you know if it if it's not here to please me surely it's not occurring anymore um yeah i thought like there was like power rangers the first movie like you know a season or two after green ranger becomes white ranger and then like they call it quits but no there's like legit another decade and a half of like this show occurring it's still going i think it's just bonkers man absolutely dude bonkers. the stuff that was coming out though when i was young it was not good <laughs> like in space was reruns for me and it was sick but then like i'd watch the stuff that was coming out weekly and i was like i don't know man it's not yeah well, i'm a big simpsons fan i grew up obviously we all know the simpsons but i'd watch you know on on fox every night every night i could but um yeah, I wasn't big into the Power Rangers. I, I mean, I liked it a little bit. I'm I'm still hooked on Scooby Doo. Like as an adult, I'll sit down and I mean, <laughs> watch four hours of Scooby Doo. I saw uh, you know, a meme uh, on Scooby Doo that says it's the it, something to the effect of it's the best cartoon because it teaches children to realize that the villains in their lives are actually people they just know. Right. It's like, damn, that is heavy. Like that's <laughs> kind of and it that's kind of true. true sometimes. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Damn, nostalgia. It's for everyone. So yeah, we're going. We're 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 taking it back to our era. Sorry, Noni. But um yeah, so how do you feel about the tour uh playing at the So What Festival? There's gonna be a ton of people there, obviously, and uh, you know, get to you know, young buck like you get to rub arms with Tyga and, and some some big wigs. So you excited no, no, or nervous? No, what? Noah ends up drumming I, for Tyga after this show, for sure. Something happens I there. Hope so. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make that happen. I gotta shake some hands. <laughs> right, but, just like no, if you need a drummer, it. here you go. Maybe you just gotta show me that mustache. Right, yeah. I should let make that a business card, huh? Hand out business, business card. Yeah, just like hand out business cards to all the artists. Be like, yeah. hey, if you need a drummer, I'm here. You know, I'm ready to play. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys My definitely should grow your hair out. Um, Cody is, has fallen behind. Uh, Joe and, and Noni have long hair and mustaches. So, Cody, um, I don't know if you can catch up on the hair, but you can catch up on the mustache. So. Hair, hair is going to be tough. Um, I was actually thinking about a haircut, but I'll, I'll blow that off. Um, mustache, certainly doable. Like I said, I was 
I thought about doing it just for for laughs. I didn't know that this was like a a thing. Um, I'm gonna be the mustache man. Yeah, like everyone in the van has a mustache, and then you wear like the throwback, uh, you know, air clothes. Shirts. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you get the porn stash and the, the 70s wives. Yeah. For an yeah. indie, indie band. <laughs> but awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm I haven't super seen stoked. Joe in a minute. I didn't realize we look like the same almost. It's kind I, of like... It looks like we're brothers. Bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you were a little it's bit weird. younger, he, he might have been your father, but. Uh... <laughs> Dad Joe. Right. Uh, um, the worst. But yeah, so uh, 10 years, like I said earlier, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years. But uh, do you, I mean, you were 15, obviously, when Contender was out. Uh, did you listen to it or? Whoa. He's you like, know what's funny? To be 15? honest, <laughs> I didn't know about the band until I got linked up. Okay. I didn't know about them. And then I was like, well, this is sick. And I wasn't even really into pop punk. Like, I was kind of. Like I was like, yeah, story so far is sick. Like bands like that are tight. And then um, I got like, you know, we started talking. I was like, this is sick. And now I'm like more into it, obviously. But yeah, I didn't even know about them yet. Yeah, we, 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 that was, but I think that made it so natural because there was no pressure. You know what I mean? It was just like, you were just like, yeah, like uh, this song, I'll, I'll play this music and enjoy it. Okay. And then right, and there was no previous experience. It was just like fresh. It was new to him. So, and that I Straight think we did what because we did so what that year, right? Yeah, I was gonna say like 2016, we played so what. Um, yeah, and that was so damn, dude. So, me and you have only played so what together. That's pretty sick. I must be living yeah, under a rock because I thought so what was, I thought this was the first year of so what. Maybe it's because it, it's exploded. I oh mean, yeah, this, this year. So I think this is the. It's been going for I think at least a decade now. Okay. Mike's been doing it for a while. This is this is just the year where they went all out. It was okay. You know, um, the, the, the headliners is the headliners are crazy. Uh, yeah, and it's just an eclectic festival, which is cool. There's literally very few festivals where there's something for everyone. Like I have Coachella in my backyard it's definitely still a very like indie dominant, like it's moving into other directions now it's Indian pop, you know, it's not really, I think title fight played once, you know, um, they'll probably get turnstile next year. I'd assume because they've moved into that space, but yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a kick-ass uh, way of doing it. I mean, you have all genres, you know, different stages, different things like that. So it brings, I mean, you're not, uh, you know, you're not catering to one or two crowds. I mean, you're catering to the vast majority. So, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be epic and it's going to be hugely successful and uh, probably a ton of people. Um, I know I'm in Orlando, so we have Welcome to Rockville coming up. I know last year uh, they had 160,000 people uh, through the four days. And that was with, you know, kind of still pandemic going. Um, and then now this year, I'm, I, who knows? It's going to be wild to see how many people actually show up for it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm glad music is coming back. I'm glad uh, we can get out and enjoy some stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just refreshing to actually get out there and, and listen to some live bands and jam out. So, and then obviously you guys get to play and uh, things like that. So um, there's a big festival. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, all the old school bands are playing um, when we were young. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so that that's going to be pretty epic if they can pull it off. But they're doing it like different 
weekends now and stuff like that. But, um, you know, would that be something you guys would be interested in? You know, if, if the opportunity arose, you know, call us up, call us up. Our manager has, a his, his boys on, on one of the weekends. So we have some proximity to it already. And as, as weird as it sounds like, I think we actually kind of are the benefactors of the, of that festival anyway. Cause I think that like really put the, that was like the exclamation mark on the sort of like, you know, Oh, this sort of like rekindled interest in like rock and punk music is like a thing, like indisputably. I felt like it was like kind of in the air the last like couple of years, like, you know, folks our age are sort of like creeping into their adulthood and they have like, you know, time to revisit their like interests or things that like made them happy when they were like kids. Right. Like that was kind of just in the air, but then this festival like, is is just this like huge in your face like you know the entire internet rallies around talking about this thing and you're just like oh it's not just a hunch like so people want this right yeah bringing it more mainstream for all you know and our ticket sales have actually been like really good tour dates like five months out are selling like really 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 quickly and like you know i think philly is like like a prominent right yeah yeah like prominent band, but in some ways kind of like uh they're like they're like, you know, or we're I'm I'm not sure how I'm, what pronouns I'm supposed to use now that I'm participating, but like, you know, this was not like a if you were sort of like a passerby enjoyer of like this kind of music, like FCC probably didn't hit your radar, like but you know, it was certainly like the threshold for like, oh, I like this is sort of like the music that I primarily listen to. Uh FCC is like in that sort of like class of band. Uh and for ticket sales to be what they are is just kind of wild. Like right. And it, it's months out, like you said, and uh I'm a little disappointed you're not coming to Florida anywhere close that I could get to, but um, you know, maybe soon. You know, maybe we can get you down here. But um I miss Florida. Yeah. Back booth on Orlando. That was a great venue. Yep. Um, I don't know if that's still open or not. Uh, I know Will's Pub is huge. The Haven. Um, you know, we still have some pretty decent music venues around here. Um, you know, uh, Trader. Uh, it's in Sanford. I forget the name. West End Trading Company. Uh, okay. You know, so there's some good venues uh, for sure. But um, yeah, we got uh, what um, Crack and Fast they did this year. We had, oops, what I do? Um, Crack and Fest, we had the used, um, Anne Berlin, uh, who else? Red Jump Soup Apparatus. So they're, you know, that's kind of one of the festival, local festivals they do. It's kind of on the smaller scale now, um, but hugely popular. And, uh, you know, welcome to Rockville. So it'd be kick ass to see you guys on a, a lineup, uh, uh, like, you know, Crack and Fest because they do, uh, so like last year, they did, uh, Taking Back Sunday, uh, Evergreen Terrace, um, Emory, you know, so they kind of, uh, you know, they're the older, you know, like pop punk or old school um, kind of festival versus the new new age uh, music. So, yeah, definitely um, keep rocking out and hopefully we'll see you somewhere. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll I mean, I have no power, but uh, I can put I'll be like, hey, let's see forever. You know, FCC on, you know, Kraken Fest, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that that honestly, that stuff helps a lot. Surprisingly, it's just people being like, hey, I want to see this. So. I would, and that, that um, Florida in general, I just want to get back to. I feel like it's not celebrated as much as it. There's a lot of cool adventures in Florida. Like, uh, you know, everything there wants to kill you, but also make you have fun. 
Right. They're yeah. like Disney Just, uh, World, don't they? Disney World in Florida? <laughs> yep. Crazy. Yep. You guys got the Dolphins? I'm a Dolphins fan. Dan Marino, are you kidding me? Uh, um, the Dolphins haven't. No, Dolphins haven't been good since Dan Marino. So, we suck. <laughs> we suck. but I love that. That's kind of like the Lions. We haven't been we haven't been good since Barry Sanders. So, it makes you a true fan, though. If you're still with them. All right, we got Tom yeah. Riff popping in. Uh, do we know who Tom oh, is? Tom, Tom, you got to oh, teach me solo, dog. Where's Tommy, boy? Yo, my phone's at one percent. I gotta go, y'all. All right, okay. all right. Nice catching up. Need, uh, nice talking with you. So, he owes me a video, man. It's extremely oh, fucked up that a pop punk band put a solo in one of their songs and then also put that, that list. So I can't folks, believe we, uh, I just missed just missed Noah. That's very funny. Literally he's missed backstage. Noah he's, he's, he's right there. I don't know if his phone is going to die. He said he had 1%. Dude, but the tech <laughs> attitude of like the people playing in this band is so meager and um, like. Oh, well, I go. saw Noah for three seconds. That was awesome. I get he's he's still on there. So if he doesn't di- disappear, I'll bring him back on. But he said he had one percent. Ah, he's left, fine. So. That man has <laughs> not charged his phone in about two hundred years. Yeah. Oh, wait. There so he is. This, All right. There, oh, there he is. is. All right, I'm back. I'm in my. <laughs> he's like, Let me now. back in, damn it! Just to say hi to Tom. <laughs> hey, hey, dude. Do you want to go to the mall? What's up? Do you want to go to the mall? <laughs> Come pick me up. Do you want to hang out today, dude? All right, man. If I start now, Take we can probably get to the mall on Monday. This is like MySpace era. Like, you know, hey, I'll do you want to hang walking. out today? Let's go to the mall. This is totally let's go get us the borrows. Sometimes the borrows fits. I'm not going to lie. I was trying to explain to uh, me and uh, Mike, the guy that sings in my band Vatican now, we were trying to explain to people um, why we love the mall so much. Why, like, the mall has some sort of trend transcendent quality in our lives that basically burned down to just like remember that nostalgic time in your life where you could just not care about anything your mom could drop you off at like 1 1 p.m you could say pick me up after the last movie mom you could go to the mall get kicked out three times steal 150 dollars worth of clothes you'll never fucking wear (laughs) and now i go to the mall i will say what no go ahead go ahead go ahead I was going to say, I will go to the mall by myself sometimes and literally just walk around the mall with headphones in. And it's like, I treat it as like one of my therapy times where I'm like, and I'm just $150 worth of clothes. And I tell, I will tell this story to anyone else. And everyone has the same reaction Joe does where it's like, they're laughing. Like, it's funny that Tom goes to the mall, but on the inside, I'm like, I feel like they're like, oh, it's pretty fucking depressing that Tom goes to the mall. <laughs> Uh, the, the malls, the malls around here are depressing. Uh, they're they're few and far between, and there's not very many good stores left in them. So, yeah, yeah well, but I, bro, I live I live in Savannah, Georgia, and the mall we have like two malls. One is just a very stock, stereotypical mall. The other one is like you know, you know, a mall is bad when what used to be a riches is now a community college. Like it's okay. that vibe. <laughs> you you go and there's like two stores in the food court that are open. One has fried rice. One is a subway that's open for two hours a day. There's a Bass Pro Shop where all the fountains are broken, and there's <laughs> there's like a trade school, and that's the only <laughs> thing in the mall. Come, like, come, where do you come go to, to school? I go to school in the mall. <laughs> Dude, Bass straight Pro up. Shop. Straight up, you have to have parking passes and everything. You have to have a parking pass to go to the mall. 
fucking Wow. Yeah, I need a parking pass. But I'm just hijacking. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, what is so, going I mean, on? we used to go hang out at the mall I, I all the time. The so, mall, but, mall, uh, you... tell us more about you, Tom. Uh, I used to play guitar in a Forever Came Calling for a while. Okay. I played guitar uh, so... in the band af- after, uh, after, right? I, I joined the band right when the second album came out. Yeah, Tom did a lot of heavy lifting for the touring on What Matters Most. He's a. Uh... He's a space side stage space. Yeah, John, me and John Swaba called it space side because uh, we were both really in. Like, that was when John had this one pedal, where if he hit it, it sounded like um, it sounded like any time anyone in like a Looney Tunes cartoon uh, got fucked up and launched into space. <laughs> it was just like this, <laughs> and he like abused it really, really bad. <laughs> Like really but, bad, so space side. But uh, yeah, Luke, so that, that's Luke is uh, Tom. You're one of Luke's favorite people. Uh, Joe is on his bad side right now, so um, yeah. So Luke. you're his favorite person now. But uh, we'll see who else pops in because Joe apparently put out the link on Twitter. Yeah, backstage um, link. What a legend! So I mean, we may be here till like. I know. Maybe here till like seven p.m. Story, dude. <laughs> God, dude. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna so, watch this, and now I'm in it. Yeah, sorry everyone. I did not, you know. Yep, this is a, a community meetup for FCC today. Community meetup. There uh, we go. Actually, we're- you know what? Surprise! We are doing a we're we're doing a, a competition to see who's going to play the drums. Who's going to you know? So whoever wants to audition, please step Hop forward now. Here. So <laughs> I do love this this uh, this Montley crew though, and I think that it it's, it makes for a, a more. I'm having fun with my friends. Right. You could definitely you could definitely consider that the people in this chat right now could just be a bootleg version of the band. Oh yeah. Like a very hot like if if everyone in this room had to play a show with the band right now, uh it, it would could sound definitely good. happen. Get it, done. it it yeah. would totally it would totally work, but it would be very fucking strange. It's a funny group it would of probably, people. It's it would, like it a, would sound this is a shoe game. Yeah, this is a shoe game. There you go. <laughs> So, so what, are you gonna play? What, what, what riffs are you going to play? Are you going to rock out for us there, Tom? Oh, yeah. I, I'm literally just holding this guitar because if I'm not holding something in my hands while I'm like talking on the phone, I'll have a fucking panic attack. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right. Dude. So, so Tom. But, uh, I don't know. If you listen really close, this is Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> now, get some chug chug wee wee. Some wee wee, Tom. <laughs> We're gonna get Tom to play guitar. We're gonna get yeah. no need to play air guitar or uh, air drums. We're gonna get Joe to sing, and then there we go. Uh, uh, Cody's gonna play a, a, another guitar, uh, air guitar if you'd like, and uh, we're gonna thrash out. So we're gonna go big. Tom, you owe me a video, man. You owe me a video. I know. I actually, I know. I do owe you a video. So I, I, I have. I, I haven't even tried. I haven't videos. bothered because I just thought you were gonna come through. I can literally just show you right now. You just do no, this, this over and work. over again. Okay. You, um, I, so it didn't sound so I, I owe two technically people challenging, but I would just right never now. write that. I also think it's, it's really not, uh, fucked yeah, up I, that I would you never guys write it included actually, that in a song. I think that's just like... So first off, let me set the stage. Let's actually walk this. Let's peel this back a little bit, a wee bit. <laughs> so, right, so Joe originally calls me, and he's like, hey, do you want to play guitar in the band? 
I am, despite having played guitar for most of my life, very mediocre guitar player, but playing rhythm guitar, pop punk band, easy peasy, sign me up. There is some, you know, moving pieces on the chessboard. Joe says it's, it's all going to come together. I think this handsome young man, bottom right at one point in time, like was uh, maybe a, a lock for running it back with us. So anyway, playing rhythm guitar for songs that I mostly know, easy peasy. Joe shuffles me over to lead guitar. Not terrible, but like definitely not what I had planned on doing, nor what I had, you know, sort of like been quasi practicing for, or I bought like a, uh, another guitar presuming that i needed like a thick two humbucker sound um because yeah. i just spent like years buying like blues dad single coil guitars like anyway so shuffles me over to lead after you know some some purchases have occurred and then he's like yo by the way rather be dead than cool is like a, a lock for the set and this song which is a good song just includes this random fucking solo out of nowhere and then he's like yeah you got to learn it uh i don't know hit up tom or something he says it like that just like real chill tom and i have met one another like three or four times but like don't have phone numbers aren't talking all the time and joe's like i don't know like tom probably got he's stored in the vault i guess just like hit him up maybe like he'll facetime you or something like, bro what the fuck because we, we and tom had did an ig live and something very similar to this happened and then I think we talked a little bit about it. And Tom's also has like, Tom is an incredible guitar player. He's underplaying him right the now. Shredder. He's a great, incredible <laughs> guitar player. And also like, thank you. Did this like not weird is the the worst word, but like a really cool detailed like videos of the song. So Tom also has those somewhere. But like Tom is just very organized when it comes to guitar. So I was like, Tom will help out here. I probably should have like made a better introduction, but you know, it's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, I just saw so, you guys talking on Twitter. He tweeted, yeah, he tweeted <laughs> at the band, and then I yeah, had Joe to interject was... into the thread to be like, "Bro, I ask, I like need you to teach me to play this guitar part, otherwise it won't get learned." Like, okay. Joe is all about the emotional damage. That's what that's what Joe is about: emotional damage. So, you have that on a soundboard that's fucked up. There, that dude that made that, that did the original emotional damage video is now blowing up on TikTok because he made a second page where he will do custom emotional damage videos for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> where you can like it's basically like cameo, but you can send him like you can just like respond to this and he'll break up with your ex with you, or he'll break up with your girlfriend, he'll get back together with your ex with you, all this dumb shit. Um funny awesome. story about you asking me for those videos is I had, I was going through my phone one day, probably like three weeks ago, or like maybe a month ago. I was like, oh, wow, all these videos from FCC. And I was uh, teaching Scott how to play some parts. I probably don't need these anymore and delete them. But I can uh, I can definitely make you new ones. Um, at least, hold on. At least you don't have to play this thing. Let me show you something. Oh, God, he's going to bring out one of the one of the customs. The one of the, so Joe and I, are were endorsed by this company called Dream Studios on the last record. I use this this big custom Seven eight string. Eight. Oh, eight. No, string. it's got eight. <laughs> it's got eight. And at least you, you don't have to buy one of these. I remember you guys like on because that Twitch recorded or or rather that the making of that 
EP was like recorded on Twitch. That was like a you know one of our first like you know hey let's try and get some music content, which is it was a dope and ambitious plan but also like really intrusive into like the recording experience right like you know um man i was losing i remember you guys swerving this guy in like the first like 24 hours you guys show up um you know i'm like damn man that's not a dream studios guitar that's you know that's a fender i see a gibson getting played here um and i just remember the the excuses getting sort of like more and more extravagant (laughs) you know over the first like 24 48 hours of the 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 record uh you know the session in the studio about like why none of these guitars are getting plugged in um guys did what you had to do you know business is business is tough that, that was a very well, i can't say it. uh this is the guitar that ended up on that record um, yeah. oh is it except for like, we, we had like to, one or two parts we had to like re it ended up sounding the best we just there was a lot going on and we uh yeah, we didn't think about that part when we did the streaming. But that was also really cool. That was and like like I said, Cody's been a big supporter of the band for years, and that was something that Cody brought to us and was like, "Hey, there's this idea out there like that could be a thing," and um, walked us through like got us gear to be streaming. Uh, so we we're officially the first. I think we're the first band to ever do a record on Twitch, which you know I think was kind of cool. Or- yeah, I I band of note i'm sure it's i'm sure it had been done like i was doing music stuff at twitch because it was like an inch before twitch has now we have this huge music team right it's like a very big part of the business like you know we sort of saw the potential and i had some experience with music um but yeah i mean like it's so funny to look at fcc's channel and see like the partner date when you know 2020 and the start of the pandemic was sort of like the inflection point for like all these like you know big and notable bands um and it's sort of cool to see that like iterative work with like way less resources. Um, but the fundamentals are actually not that different from the sort of content you see done now. It's just there is a team of 40 people at Twitch now sort of like supporting that as opposed to like me and another person who liked music. Um, but it was yeah. like, it was very, it was very dope. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was just sort of like, it was so funny to, you know, there's all these like things that are sort of like, you know, uh, there's this like implied confidentiality in the studio about the things you would sort of discuss freely um, when it wasn't anyone but the band and the producer. And then, you know, that disappears because like it's being broadcast to human beings and then archived for human beings. So yeah, I remember if I'm trying to remember what else there was, there was like uh, the guitar thing, like, you know, seeing, you dance around that. And then I remember there was some kerfuffle about like, you know, the tones just not coming together in the, the way that you wanted. And, and like, you know, what could have maybe been there's like probably, otherwise five. There's like three big things from the, the streaming that I remember. One is the guitar thing, because that was like a whole issue. Um, and none of these are like a big deal in retrospect. It's just like stuff that happens when you like make an album or whatever. Um, there was definitely like the talk about tones and like figuring that whole thing out. The big thing that I remember is this, this is mostly a me thing is I went home for like a day and a half to play a show with Vatican after we finished pre-production and I came back to the studio with food poisoning. Oof. And like, 
the food poisoning was so bad that I legit had an existential crisis. I'm not like, like I am dying. I'm in this bed crying because I'm going to die kind of crisis. And I was, uh, I couldn't really participate in some of the drum. I mean, straight up, uh, I was felt like I was dying and I couldn't really participate in some of the drum stuff. So to, in order to participate, I would sit in the Twitch chat while they were tracking drums and be like, Hey, you should try flamming this part of doing this and that, or you should try like, Hey, maybe he should try doing like a ghost note thing. Also, can anyone bring me some toilet paper? Like <laughs> as I'm scattering like that the whole time. <laughs> literally remember um, that hey, get some Gatorade. Is anybody getting Gatorade? Yeah, can anyone give me some electrolytes? I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually passing away right now. Um, I need some Pedialyte. I have nothing left in the up, body. I, I I think I only had Pedialyte for probably like five days. Um, and I, at one point I walked downstairs and sat in John Swab's lap for like five seconds as a joke. And I, I legit think that set me back on healing for like an extra two days <laughs> because I got up immediately after that. And I felt like my organs had flipped upside down. It was awful. <laughs> um, the Twitch thing is funny though, because I was talking about this with, uh, Cody. I don't know if you know him cause I don't know how involved you are on that end anymore, but, um, Tom from that band stray from the path, he and his, uh, drummer, are like very active in Twitch now on their own channels. Like their drummer does this thing called the downbeat, which is like a podcast and drum thing and all this stuff. And um, they've like very much made Twitch a whole, I, I would argue that it's probably one fourth of their business now across the board for a full-time touring band. And I was like, it's just so interesting to see what you guys have been able to cultivate that into compared to when FCC did it, when it was very much like, like if, if you guys had not helped us figure it out, like if, if everyone at Twitch had not done it, and also if there hadn't been like another guy that was there that had also done a little bit of Twitch stuff before, would have had no idea, like, like had no idea what we were doing, had no idea how to figure everything out, let alone how to like set up an overlay, set up OBS, you know, like the stuff that is just like square one for anyone to stream just seems so fucking daunting to me. And to see so many people have it down now kind of makes me laugh it is it's it is wild like how quickly i mean that was three three and a half years ago it's not like ancient history right we're not like sort of like you know coming yeah. through old newspapers and shit to talk about this this was like three years ago um yeah. but yeah like the, the expectations have just changed now like musicians being on twitch is like not a like oh gosh that's like uh, what a unique thing to consider it's like most musicians like should probably have thought about it and if they're not doing it like yeah. they sort of know why and then yeah it's like you know we have a huge music team but the expectation for even a lot of notable acts is like you will just have to figure this out on your own because like it, it, it's worth being on twitch right and that's like a palatable expectation for some folks now but yeah. twitch is it, it is kind of dope to sort of like have this other part of your business where like you know being a in a band like you, you know you can maybe benefit from this sort of like community existing and the patronage you get from like your fans uh you know i don't know like we should probably start farming like twitch primes and stuff on on the tour you know what i mean at the merch table just just sign in bro give us a 4.99 um it's 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 truly bonkers and that team is huge now like the guy who runs their partnerships yeah. team is my he was like the other person in that duo like way back when that was just like i think this music what? thing is i, feel, I of... think what's his name i think i just talked to him 
recently. Jimmy Wisenhunt. Okay. So it's it, yes, in, it in be, passing we spoke. Yeah, Jimmy's dope, and like we just grinded out the music thing. There was a, a lot of people were nervous about putting resources into it because the rights landscape is like really complex, yeah. and like anytime you did succeed, like if you flew too close to the sun and like popped off too hard, you worried that like you know a major label would be like what's this twitch thing man like how come you know yeah. uh are they making money off of like things that i technically own uh yeah. so you've had to like kill it but then like be aware of like what was killing it too much um and now that team is huge that team has like yeah. it has a team of lawyers it has its own partnerships team like it, it it's on finance or it gets nuts yeah, it Twitch is, is the nuts. way of the future. Um, you know, it's it's a hell of a lot better than YouTube, and I'm I'm slowly learning um, Twitch. Like you said, you got to fi- figure it out and learn it. So uh, eventually, I'll probably go uh, Twitch 100. Uh, percent But until then, um, you know, I'm kind of uh, doing the YouTube and Twitch right now. But um, yeah, Twitch has so many more options, and and like like you said, with the you know, if, if I have a band that comes on the show, they give me permission to use a 30 second intro clip. I have to, you know, I get a content claim flag on YouTube. Then I have to dispute it and, you know, say, hey, you know, the PR and this, you know, they sent me this that I could use. Blah, blah, blah. It's just so much um, behind the scenes. And I know with um, Twitch, if you're an unsigned band, you can have them on, if I'm correct. It is. So the the sort of general rule of the road over here at Twitch is that we presume that the broadcaster has cleared everything that they need to. That's just sort of our running presumption. We're not sort of like proactively adjudicating whether you do or don't. Um, And even just sort of like talking like an interview, uh, who owns the rights to like a a conversation, right? So um, that is our like running presumption. And then, you know, unless someone gets like DMCA'd or a rights holder reaches out like, we just presume that it's all in the up and up. It's like a obligation of the broadcasters. Um, and, you know, whether you do or don't like, we just sort of have to presume that that's the case lest we, you know, mm-hmm. run the risk of like losing safe Harbor. Uh, because if we sort of make a judgment call, um, we sort of put on the record that we're capable of making judgment calls, which is like a sort of liability. Um, Cause you don't want like, you know, a gigantic label X to be like, well, you made a judgment call about this. Why didn't you know that this is my copyrighted work? Um, so, you know, the best thing you can do is be like, Hey, uh, let me know if it's not on the up and up. So that yeah, is a super simplified version of that. And, you know, we've gotten better, I think about like working with the, heavy hitters and big players to sort of like make the rules of engagement less contentious, but not my neck of the woods anymore. How how does that work Uh, for like people doing covers? You know what I mean? Like, you know, YouTube, like people do drum covers. You had like Luke Hall and all those. Yeah. So that's very complicated. I see people on Twitch doing that. Yeah. So Like, like, again, you know, if, uh, if you're doing a cover of, you know, some top 40 song, I presume that like, it's fine until like the label from that top 40 artist reaches out and says, Hey, I don't, get an email. don't do that. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, you get banished to the shadow realm real fast. But until that happens, I just have to presume that it's chill. Um, that's sort of how like DMC mm-hmm. works on the entire internet for 
platforms where like, you know, third parties like users upload stuff um, because like there's no way to really moderate that. So like you sort of just say, hey, if this is yours and you don't think that this is being used correctly, let us know. And then we have an obligation to take it down. Um, there's, there's like in that moment, there's no sort of like judgment call or like, oh, you know, you as an employee can't be like, oh, maybe this is fair use. Like it's just gone. And then you as the person who are broadcasting it has to fire back and say, you know, this should have been fine because of X, Y. We're just kind of, you know. Just, well, I'll have so to pick like your brain you off. Whatever you want. And on that note, yeah. I have to leave. My lunch break is over. No, lunch break is over. My lunch break is All over. Right. I well, uh, hey, Damn, sorry Cody, guess what? Right. I got like four other people <laughs> in, in the green room Dude, waiting know, right now. Every I don't know why. Member, and some fans are just like in the green room, just hanging out. Hold <laughs> on um, the green room. Sorry, Joe tweeted the wrong link. All right. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure having uh, you. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Tom, video, please. Like, that part of the settle come up, and just be fucking silence. And, you know, like I'll just I be like, Yo, I'm not even that I will these. make I will make that video tonight, and then I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up. And I'll put right. us in a group yeah. text, and then that way you guys it's, can it's, yes. live on air, live on air. He's going to do it tonight, Cody. So all we're right, going to yeah. hold him to it. Very well, everyone. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, I have an Ali XXXX backstage. Anyone know? Uh, we'll bring him on. You know, we'll see who he is. <laughs> what is up? Oh, fuck. That was a great <laughs> intro, man. You were screaming. <laughs> so this is a great tattoo artist from, from the high desert. This is Alex. Um, he's, All right, he's, Alex. I read it wrong. I said Ali XXX. My bad. But uh... I think you're waiting for something a little more sexy. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, welcome to the show. He says, uh, "He says Allie XXX." I was like, "Oh, it's it's a it's this girl, whatever." And then there's this burly screaming man. <laughs> like, Everyone got awesome. excited for a minute. They're like, "Wait, uh, what?" Porn star? <laughs> and then Alex comes on with his long hair and his beard. And they're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Who's to say he's not? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, because these headphones headphones are kind of garbage. <laughs> yeah, so we're just uh, hanging out and uh, yeah, shooting shooting the shooting shit. So um, we're talking about uh, FCC, the ten years of contender, and um, hey, we got another we got another player in the game. Let's bring him in, Garen. So, what's up? Garen from- <laughs> wow, Garen. What yeah. is going on, dude? Hey, dude. Oh, not a lot. Just got home from work. How's it going? How's it going? So Garen's one of uh, – he's been to, like, every FCC show in Dallas. Since, um, okay. He's been a longtime supporter of the band since Hawthorne Heights, right? At Trees. <laughs> yep, 2011. Trees and 2011. Wow. And I, uh, I actually got kicked out of the show that night for drinking <laughs> in the bathroom. So <laughs> I got 86 from that bar. I was allowed to play my set and then told to get the fuck off the stage and not come back. And I have not been back That's since. awesome. It's a great venue. But it is a great welcome to the show, Garen. You are live on air with us, so um, you know, a huge fan, obviously, of FCC. So, how do you feel about Contender being 10 years now, 10 year anniversary of Contender? Makes Makes it feel old, right? Okay, man. uh, 
So I had a kid six months ago. I turned 30 in January. It just makes me feel old. You know, I mean, 10 years going to the Forever Came Calling shows has been some of my favorite times over the years. You know, um, I've talked to my wife. She's never seen the guys. So I got married in uh, two years ago. And so she's never seen the guys, but she's coming to So What with me next month. And she's excited. She knows that, you know, they're, they kind of go along with me for me in my 20s. You know, like it's just like Contender was there. Another big band of mine is Yellow Card. They were there and now they're broke up. So it's like, I don't know. It's just a part of growing up, I guess. You know, I don't know how to explain it. I know what I'm trying to say. No, I feel that. I think everybody's got like something like that. that they're really uh, like one or two bands that they're super, super attached to for like a specific time in their life, let alone like your early 20s or like your late teens and everything, which is, you know, such a super strange time. Because that's, you probably, you were seeing the band around the time that probably right after I met the band, um, yeah. which might've been yeah. when you guys were touring with Hawthorne Heights. I don't know. We met, we met before that. We met before that, but it's a, it's that yeah. whole era. That was like, changing of the guard almost i think i feel like that was when fcc went from straight diy to like yeah. a club band you know what i mean and that was like yeah i remember seeing y'all in a it was like an attic of a place and it had a bunch of arcade games and state champs was there and it was just like it was just like so cool like so all those times you know and now now y'all have you know contenders contender that's been out for 10 years and you know state champs is playing so what also it's just it's just cool to be have been like a tiny part of the story you know yeah for sure i think uh joe and i used to talk about that that was like the beginning of like a specific era of like the genre or like yeah. the, the bands that we all liked um that like came up on like run for cover and everything were like not replaced is absolutely the, the wrong word but like just a younger crop of bands was coming up behind them and uh like obviously like Pure Noise is like the label that kind of really started picking all those bands up and, and trying to like give it a face. And it was fun to see like which of our friends were going to like get in there and which of us were like uh, not going to. That was always really interesting to see people argue about it a little bit. And then uh, just to like have your friend like kind of grow up a little bit with your friends and everything. Cause like Joe and I met uh, at some shitty venue playing some shitty met- show and staying met- at some <laughs> shitty house. We met. Uh, I know where we met Swayze's, uh, because you booked. Oh yeah, we did the, meet at, at Swayze's. Yeah, because you booked. Hand, I remember you booked you booked the tour package there, didn't you? I believe there's so. us in handguns and broadside major league, I believe. Um, yeah, and Tom used to play a band called Latin for Truth, which is arguably one of the most underrated bands, possibly of like 100 percent of that time frame. And that world, there's a check it out. But you guys were ripping it up. We did Pine Box in Texas. I'm trying to think where. Yeah, where... we played a, we we played a bunch of random shows together, and then we toured with that band Rust Belt Lights. Us, you, and them, and we were all like, "Man, Rust Belt Lights! Like, <laughs> this is the band. This is the one that's gonna take us over." <laughs> that fucking uh, band. The, the singer's first... act is stand up comedy now. <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah 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 he does. Um, yeah, and um, or go ahead. No, but but uh, yeah. So so I I met Tom and Garen probably right around the same time, um, or the same chapter, I guess rather. Uh, but yeah, and then what? So 
I'm trying to think. That was trees, and then the pyramid. Yeah, you've been at all of them, bro. Like every one. And we're gonna see. We're gonna see him at so what. We've already been talking about that. Like so, that's gonna be exciting. Garen's from Dallas, so okay. So nice. be, so, yeah, don't have to travel far. Awesome. How do you yeah. feel about so what, Garen? You've uh, been really, really excited. Um, I'm kind of bummed out that the ghost inside got moved to Saturday because I have to work. But I mean, I'm so I'm really excited to see y'all. You know, it's been four years, and uh, that's just such an awesome, awesome festival. Uh, I went the last time y'all played it, and it's it's just such an awesome festival. You know, there's any way you slice it, you know, there's something for you to see all day. And then you know, if you're not from Texas, you get the taste of the brutal, brutal heat, <laughs> and it's it's it, it just brings me back to like Warp Tour, kind of is what it's gonna feel like those early June days. I mean, I know it's like May, but, um, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about it. It's going to be fun. And it's, it's a super, I'm kind of interested because I've looked at the map that they put out of where the stages are going to be. And it's like the old Texas Rangers ballpark, which they've turned right. into a ball stadium and they've turned in. Now it's a con. I don't know. Like it's, it's going to be interesting. It's gonna be a pretty cool day. So Garen and it's Tom, fun. uh, everyone's mm-hmm. grown out their mustache. So mm-hmm. grow your mustache out for so what? That's the I actually trend. can't because, uh, or when I grow a, when I grow a beard and a mustache, Joe can attest to this. It gets so like right past my face, and then just gets really gross and scraggly. Um, <laughs> I did was multiple times, and I would grow out my beard on a FCC tour. People would just make a joke that I was some Amish fuck, and they were uh, <laughs> absolutely right. I, I definitely look pretty fucking bad. Um, so I will not be doing that. No, absolutely. No, not. Tom, you don't look bad. Here's 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 my problem with Tom. <laughs> My only actual problem with Tom. Tom is arguably one of the handsomest people I've ever met, and then he just doesn't care. And he'll just be like... But, so, Joe, here's the thing. is that As of, like, okay, realness time, I didn't care because I was I was hyper, hyper depressed and no! undiagnosed and not on medication. So, now that... Now I just take a couple of these and it's I know how to brush up. my hair. <laughs> Fucking A. A. Mental health. Serious, bro. I, no, I have, no, but yeah. So that, that, but that's literally the reason I won't grow out the beard now is because now I'm like, oh, I actually need to, like, look decent. I'm... Thir- you I'm, look I turn, great, dude. You look great. Well, I appreciate that. I turned 32 in, like, a week. And if I, as a 32-year-old, looked like how I did when we were touring together, I would, I would absolutely. I have a friend Bert that's uh, an ex, uh, an ex vet from Iraq. I would absolutely let him blow me to pieces. He has an M1 Grand straight out of World War II. I would let him put that in my eye sockets and pull the trigger. Oh my God! Zero issues. If I was to continue to act like that. Oh my God. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're you're, uh, you're positive change then. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm totally dope. I'm fucking awesome. You are dope. Thank so, you. Um, yeah, and that's what that's what's nice uh, now is uh, mental health is in the forefront. So uh, you know, back you know years ago it used to be taboo, and uh, you know most of us would never really talk about it. Now it's uh, kind of in the the forefront mainstream, and uh, it's not so taboo anymore. So there's uh, a plenty of options out there. Um, you know, for treatment and stuff like that. So myself, I deal with mental health issues and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's good to see, um, you know, the change in, in the aspect of mental health in America. So. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that it, it's needed, you know, it's been, I think that for me, I'm, well, probably all of us here really, maybe not baby face Noah, baby, 
<laughs> Y'all are um, old, bro. That's not my fault. What the hell? It's true. <laughs> um, but, but I think that we're all from that weird, weird time frame where you heard about mental health, but when you brought it up in real life, people would be like, like suck it up. Know? Yeah. And now it's kind of like, it's cool to have these conversations. Cause I think it's a lot easier to be kind to yourself. Um, when, when uh, you understand that there's a lot going on in your own life, you know, that, that yeah. you're, I think your head is, your head is unorganized, but like, you know, it, it that's okay. You, you like, you just got to like check in with self and figure out how to organize it to the best of your ability. And, you know, I, I get help for that. It's awesome. Therapy is great. Um, and it's something that I definitely wore as like, kind of like, like I go to therapy, I'm a weirdo, but now I'm like, I go to therapy because I want to be healthy. You know, it's the yeah. same reason I go to the gym. Yep. I do uh, therapy twice, twice a month. Uh, crazy story. So um, I used to work with a gal that suffered from extreme anxiety. And, uh, you know, I've, at that time, I've never dealt with anxiety or, or panic attacks or anything. So me, like, you know, in the era we grew up, I'm like, this, this chick is just making shit up. Like, you know, you know, cause that's what we were taught, you know, yeah. like, oh, suck it up, just work. And uh, about three years later, um, I became part of the mile low club, not the mile high club. But uh, so I had my first panic attack on an airplane and I didn't know what the hell it was. I've never experienced something like that in my life. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack or a stroke and I'm, you know, pretty young, healthy individual. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And uh, so they called for a doctor and nurse on board. And um, there was a nurse that came up and, you know, my vital, my blood pressure was high. My heart rate was high. Obviously, I'm having a panic attack, which I didn't know existed until they landed the plane, took me to the hospital and uh, ran every test you could think of. And they come back and uh, the doctor says, well, it looks like a panic attack. And I'm like, what the hell is a panic attack? Like, how did it happen? Like me, I have to know why. And and, and they can't tell you why because there's so many, you know, it could be a, a imbalance in um you know, in the brain, all kinds of different things. So, um, I've suffered from anxiety since then. And now that I look back and like, I'm like, damn, now I know what she was going through. Cause at that stage, I'm like, Oh, you know, she's making that up. And yeah. So it's crazy. Once you experience it, it's like, damn, this really does exist. So yeah. unfortunately I didn't get my mile high club badge. I got my mile low land the plane badge, but, uh, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of close. So I'll take it. Damn. I've never heard. I've never heard of it. Uh, pivoted that way. Also, when you said mile low club, I was like, oh, my mind went somewhere like way, way, way shittier than that. Um, I, I thought you fucked in the plane before it took off. Like, if I'm being honest, I thought that. <laughs> I thought it was. I, thought I was. Uh, no, I dude. I, I I literally thought that you were like in some sort of like. You know how some trains go underground. I was like, oh, he he and his girlfriend had sex on a train underground and then a lesson from mental health came from that that's where i thought it was right <laughs> i mean that'd have been a better story but uh no i, no, I actually no. i can appreciate what you're saying um my experiences with panic attacks aren't exactly the same but i definitely remember having a lot when i was younger and in retrospect now i'm like oh that's what that was yeah that's right. like why, that's that, why that was so fucking crazy yeah that's why i felt like i was losing my fucking mind because i kind of was for a second you know like yeah i had my first panic attack similar thing i was uh this red boy went to europe for the first time i was just stressed out about the flight i hated flying mm -hmm. and then i'm sitting at lunch with my parents and like i felt like my chest was super tight like i couldn't breathe and i was like oh god like at this point i'm also you know um because i i got up to like almost 500 pounds so i'm like edge in there so i'm like oh this is it this is how joe dies 
you know, straight up, this is it. Go to get checked out, emergency room. And they're like, there's nothing wrong with you physically. You had an anxiety attack. And I'm like, what is that? That's not real. The more research I did, the more I realized, like, oh, I'm having these regularly. Like, yeah. And uh, getting on anti anxiety medication, like, really, really, really allowed space in my brain to make a lot of other positive changes in my life. Yeah, so I'm still on the, the stage of y'all uh, not I haven't Sopranos. <laughs> What'd you say, Noah? <laughs> it's like it just makes you think of the Sopranos because he's like old and he's like he doesn't know. He's like, what the fuck's this shit? And he's on my cheese oh, yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, but the generational difference. Like the generational difference for real. Like my generation, I feel like is like, yeah, I fucking hate my life. I'm gonna jump off a building. And it's like I spilled my coffee fuck this shit i'm gonna go get hit by a car like it's like more open i think and like people are like i'm depressed as fuck and maybe not even maybe they are but it's like a weird thing yeah I I, like, like okay you guys it's like more quiet it's like oh no that's yeah suffer that alone bitch it definitely is like Be a so man when i was uh younger toxic toxic masculinity yeah, yeah. when i was in high yep. school maybe People used to always be like, Tom, you're so inspirational. Like, you're, like, such a positive individual. And, like, I look back when my Facebook memories come up and I see statuses that I posted that just read, like, some shitty motive, like, self-help book. And I'm like, oh, like, you know how people are really open about, like, what, the negative shit in their life now? Anytime I was being overtly positive on the internet, it's because secretly I was losing my fucking mind over like probably over literally nothing that mattered probably over like spilling coffee on my dick and going well this coffee's not even hot but my life is ending right now <laughs> like that kind of vibe and so i see that shit now and it's like the only like, i always tell people like nothing embarrasses me i'll tell you like any embarrassing story about my life to any person i don't care but th those statuses are the one thing that embarrassed me because they were so uh attention seeking and like so fucking fake because like, I had to do I was like Facebook, dude. That is a that is a <laughs> for dope the same move. reason. I, wanted, I want to I'm, do the I'm, same thing. I'm gonna give this. you guys I hated seeing the memories. <laughs> seeing your old statuses is just like the cringiest thing. You're just like 2010 Joe right now probably posted a status that said, "Who wants to drink wine and watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall?" And I'm like, "You are lonely and will never get laid, dude." <laughs> straight up, did it work? Like, all the the worst statuses that I see are the ones where I'm like, if I post this lyric, that girl will like it, and that will be like the, the move. And you'll see like five yeah. saves the day lyrics in a row, which is already like now a questionable <laughs> thing to be posting anyway. Yeah. Is it these brown eyes? I know blue eyes get boring, but like just like st stuff like that. Dude, like, literally, literally shit like that. Oh, it's so lame. It makes it. It makes me want to cut my own dick off and feed it to a small dog. Like, oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> and I live with a small dog, so that yeah. the, the inevitability is that right works. over there. Um, Ain't Olympics, baby. Fucking A. <laughs> what y'all know about um, it? That's awful. Jaren's <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, who, yeah, Jaren's like, what did I get myself Bro, into? Darren, I was just coming to watch the show. Now I'm in the show. You never, had, you never had any cringy internet moments, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, so 2010, about the time that y'all are saying, is 2009. Uh, and I was a senior in high school, and our basketball was uh, pretty good. We are third, ranked third in the state at one point during the season. And it's just like I look back, and I'm like, game day, confidence, baby, com 
confidence and some like young Jeezy lyric and it's just like it's <laughs> I don't know. It's insane. I'll show I'll be looking at the Facebook memories and I'll just show my wife some sometimes. I'm like that's just dumb. <laughs> the beauty uh, so of the you. ones from like ten years ago, twelve years ago, I'm like yeah. I, I'm like two totally different people. I'm like, what the hell was I posting? Dude, I'm, like, straight oh, up. I'm out mud running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, people would be like, uh, are you like, so the conversation comes up sometimes. Like, do you ever think one of your statuses or like tweets will come back to bite you and like get you canceled? Like, oh, for like slurs? Absolutely not. Like, that never happened. However, could you cancel me off of just purely being like the cringiest motherfucker Cringe? on the planet? Yeah. And like, if, if, if being cringe was like a cancelable offense, God damn, I would be buried 20,000 feet under the fucking ground right I now, was, dude. Yeah, the cringe. The cringe would get, if that's, that's, I don't worry about like, oh, he used some weird language. It's like, no, I trust myself there, but I 100% was begging for any girl in the world to look at me for like, you know, all of my 20s. Absolutely. I don't know why I spent so, it's crazy that it used to be so hard to get a girl's attention. This, this is going to sound totally lame, but me and my friend Mike were talking about this the other day. He's like, it's crazy. You used to have to do all these things with, like, all these games. You play all these stupid games, like, on the internet. They didn't matter. And now all you got to do, if you're just an adult, you just send them the bread emoji. Send the bread emoji in your face. <laughs> now all you got to do just is go on Tinder and the swipe bread. right. <laughs> just swipe right, send them the, eye, the big eyes and a bread emoji, and then that's all it takes. And if they respond... <laughs> Your goal. I'm, like, right, I'm in love. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go. Let's go to Shut dinner. The, fuck up. the other <laughs> thing about being bread, cringe that I think about is like, man, people don't understand that shutting the fuck up is invaluable. Shutting <laughs> shutting up is tax free. You can just do that, and everyone is better off for it. Ninety yeah, percent of the time, if you have a thought, punch yourself in the eyes. Just do that instead, <laughs> and it's fine. I so literally problems can be solved. I will get like, into like a, a Facebook post, like I'll type out a paragraph, like yeah, oh my god, all these salient points, and I'm just like yeah, and then I'm like, who fucking cares? And I just delete it and like, <laughs> just, dude, just don't post anything for months at a time. Dude, straight up, people people hit me up and they're like, if you are actively posting on social media, we assume something is wrong in your life because when you're normal, you just shut the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah, man, having having opinions is dope. But telling people your opinions normally very bo- very boring beta male behavior. <laughs> very very boring smooth brain behavior. Dude, straight up, man. No- nothing makes someone smoother than ta- than talking and thinking that people are listening. And the worst is band guys. Band guys are the worst because you're used to having a microphone. And when you have the microphone, you can say your little piece, and that's fine. But the your keyboard and your phone are not a microphone. Yep, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Um, well boys, I gotta get out of here. Uh Scott Lee, my manager, is hitting me up freaking out about something that I'm sure does not matter, but he is old and I must play Caden. All right, it's a pleasure having you. But we're gonna wrap up here shortly as well. So um good to have you on, Tom. And uh he is gone. So we're gonna wrap it up here shortly. We're almost two hours in. Hell we could go all night, but um it's a pleasure having uh, FCC on, celebrating 10 years of Contender. Uh, so where can we find information on the band or FCC or tour dates? So we have uh, all of our social medias at Hey It's FCC. Um, Facebook Forever Came Calling. Our website is, I'm going to make sure, otherdesertcity.com. 
hyperlink.com. Let me double check that real quick. And that has the hyperlink. Uh... <clears throat> Let me, I'm checking the website right now, making sure. Yep. So just otherdesertcity.com. Is there a chat I could post this in? Or I could uh, probably not. I'm a clown. But yeah, that's that's uh, our website. What is it? I'll put it in the chat. Other otherdesertcity.com. Uh, my spelling is horrible, so hopefully I spelled it correctly. That Perfect. Looks... That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and then has... as well, um, on the podcast, uh, you can go to the sloppy syndicate show.com. Once the podcast is uploaded, all the links uh, for the band will be in there. Um, so you can click on the link on, on my website and it will take you to their link. Um, do you guys have any merch, CDs, anything for sale at the moment? Uh, we're, I mean, we have merch and stuff like that, but mainly just listen to the records, have a good time. I, I, I think, um, we, like I said, we, we were really blessed to be able to create art for the fact that we wanted to do it. And I think that like selling stuff, I'd rather, you know, um, just have people enjoy it. If anything, um, like I said, Alex is a local tattoo artist that's coming up and doing a lot of really cool work. And, uh, what, uh, what's your, what's your your Instagram for your, your tattooing. Um, it is big dot pop P A P dot tattoos. Big dot period, big period pop tattoos. Is that correct? Yep. Big, uh, big dot P A P dot tattoos. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> you can find them there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, we're from a, a small town, uh, in the desert. And I think there's a lot of really great artwork out here. And I, as, I'm glad that, you know, Contender came from this desert. And I think that I would really love for this era of the band celebrating Contender to be about celebrating local art. And Alex is a great local artist. And I'd rather you check his stuff out than buy a CD. From <laughs> no, no. Fair no. enough. I appreciate that. But Joe is, Joe is a very inspirational person. I do appreciate everything he's helped me with personally. So I'm excited for you guys to start touring again. So it's going to be sick. <laughs> yep. So Joe, get down to Florida or, um, you know, hook me up to. with some, so what tickets I'm just playing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can catch, um, uh, Sunday, uh, so what music festival in Texas, um, they'll be playing as well as the tour coming up, uh, starting in September to a city near you. Uh, so make sure you check out, uh, one of the venues. I know some of the tickets are going extremely fast, so make sure yeah, you get your tickets now. We've, uh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that. Uh, Chain Reactions at uh, it's 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 doing super well, um, and we I mean we're five months out from that, and Philly sold out or sold fifty percent day one, um, and it's on track to. I I mean I think it's we I don't know tickets are moving super fast. It's been kind of crazy to see. It's the first time that the band has like you know like it's it's cool to have that kind of welcome back. We're very thankful it's it's unexpected i think we were just doing this to celebrate and have a good time with our friends and it's cool that people care still yep and i think this is gonna kind of um blow you guys up again so you know more opportunities on the horizon so um it's been an excellent uh having you on the show much appreciated um any final thoughts from anybody i'm like jerry springer any final thoughts any final thoughts <laughs> You are not the father. Right. <laughs> um, so awesome. Mainly just, uh, you know, take care of each other. Like, give grace. Give grace all the way around. I think the world needs a little bit more of that. 
until next time, folks, take care of each other, right? That's what Jerry says, I think. But no, <laughs> it's a pleasure having you on the show. Pleasure, pleasure having you guys listening live and listening in the future on the podcast. Uh, and remember, folks, keep it sloppy and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much.